What's up, friend? How are you doing? Welcome to Plus Ultra. This podcast is for online entrepreneurs who have already launched their first offer and have already made their first sale. You're going to learn the mindsets, methods, and actionable steps that business owners took so that you can truly earn your freedom and design a life you don't need an escape from. We release weekly episodes on Wednesdays. Some are in interview format, others are in monologue format. I'm your host, Mateo Carrasco, but my friends call me Mateo for short. <laughs> no, but seriously. I was a management consultant straight out of college here in Washington, D.C., and then I worked remotely in 2020 from Denver, Colorado, and all of 2021 from Oahu, Hawaii. I lived in Kailua. From there, life got really interesting. My fiance and I, we decided to call it off. I started my own business, Veloxis, where I help business owners with their systems, their automations, integrations, and I help from prospecting to fulfillment. This podcast, Plus Ultra, is going to help you with the major roadblocks that will appear on your entrepreneurial journey. And more importantly, the people I will interview are other online business owners who have really amazing offers, life advice, and business stories. And with that, let's dive right into the episode. Welcome to Plus Ultra. This week, I wanted to discuss what's known as the first rule of poverty. It's a trap, very seductive, and it's kept me behind for the last two, three years until I realized what it was. There's a name for it. And when I finally figured this out, I started seeing a snowball effect almost immediately. And I really want to communicate this with you guys because maybe some of you guys have been in the same boat where you've been doing the same thing. So the first rule of poverty is waiting for perfect conditions. Matthew McConaughey, if you've read his book, Green Lights, he talks about this, that in life you have green lights, yellow lights, and red lights. If you've seen my previous episodes, we always ask for irrational optimism. That's the way to be life-affirming, as Nietzsche would say, and take life's opportunities when they present themselves, whether they're in the form of a red light, like a life test or some kind of difficulty, or a yellow light, which is a moment where you need to exercise caution, where a lot of people who are risk-averse they treat their yellow lights like red lights and they start breaking way too early when they could have gotten through. Or even in the green lights, obviously, it's very easy to feel good when things are going your way, right? But the first rule of poverty is to wait for perfect conditions. Wait for all green lights. That's never going to happen. You're never going to be ready to have your first child. You're never going to be ready for your dream girl to walk into your life. You're never going to be ready to start your business. You're never going to be ready, 100% ready for what life throws at you. So the first rule of poverty is to wait for the perfect circumstances. And I can understand why you and I have done this or are doing this. And it's because we are trying to protect ourselves. We're trying to keep ourselves out of fear. But in reality, we are keeping ourselves out of possibility. I'm nervous every single time I upload content, not as much as before, but I know that I'm putting myself out there and I have doubts sometimes whether if what I said was at its fullest depth or if what I said could actually move the needle in someone's life or not. I do have some reservations, right? I get a bit nervous. I'm putting myself out there. I'm creating something. But if I had this first rule of poverty mindset still, I wouldn't create this content. I wouldn't put out episodes. I wouldn't move. I wouldn't be progressing. 
some of the thoughts I, that run through my mind is, have I overlooked something? Will my audience take me seriously, even if my business has only been in operations for a year? What if this hurts the optics of my business? Am I cursing a bit too much? How are the semantics of my language? Am I coming across as, as someone knowledgeable? All these reservations are things I hold and I still push through. I still am creating something because I'm not going to wait for perfect conditions because I know that won't exist. So that first rule of poverty is what's preventing us from even approaching the starting line. Now let's talk about the finish line. There is a law known as Parkinson's law and Parkinson's law states that the one thing that will hold you back is that self-imposed deadline. What does that mean? Work will expand to fill the time allotted for its completion. That means that if you give yourself a week to do something, even if it's a 30 minute task, you will spend all seven days to complete that task. Another way to say this is that constraints drive performance. How many times have you waited until the absolute last minute to turn something in and you did it because you knew you could? These constraints are what drive us to that finish line. So something I do, you know what? You can probably see it here. I bought this hourglass. It's a 15 minute hourglass. And I do what are known as Roosevelt dashes. President Roosevelt, he was a very athletic student at Harvard, very dedicated, loved nature. He lived life intentionally, very hyper aggressive with life. He loved life. He loved doing things. I admire that man so much. But a lot of his classmates were actually very surprised that he was getting really good grades because they all they saw was him just living life and absorbing things and getting involved in different areas of life. They're like, when does he make time to study? Well, Roosevelt came up with this system, which today we call them Roosevelt dashes, which are very hyper-focused moments of deep work. And so for me, I realized that I, my mind, my dopamine receptors have been somewhat corrupted with TikTok and Instagram reels and this short form burst. Of course, I've been training myself for years now to really step away from that. So it has improved a lot, but I still know my limit. So 15 minutes is a sweet spot for me. So I have this 15 minute hourglass that when I flip it, it's serious work time. And I do one task at a time. By doing one task at a time, 15 minute intervals, I am just sprinting, like mentally very deep focused, 15 minute tasks, boom, 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 boom. So if I do have an action item that takes two hours to complete, I know those are eight dashes for me. So I'll schedule them. I can just flip this one more time and do a 30 minute sprint back to back. I know what works for me, but these Roosevelt dashes are very helpful for more of you young guys who have your dopamine receptors just fried to get more focused, to be more disciplined. It literally is like a muscle memory. You just need to do it. Dude, some deep work, it actually creates the neural pathways that you need to just become more focused, be comfortable being in deep work. That's the only way to get better at focus is to live for deep work. I actually just read a book by Cal Newport called Deep Work, and it has this systems and structures of how to actually tap into focus and work really well, very efficiently. I read the whole book. I got all the nuggets from that book and I put it in the book club. There's a PDF of the highlights of that book. If you guys want to learn these secrets to tapping into deep work, I have the link in the show notes. One of the main concepts I got out of that book is that deep work leads to flow, flow state, Flow state leads to purpose and purpose leads to fulfillment. There's dignity in work, of course, but once you have a purpose, you know what your mission is, you feel fulfilled. And even if you don't know what your purpose is, by tapping into labor itself, that is deep work acting in your favor. Because if you had no deep work, if you're just operating in shallow work, you feel super unfulfilled. Have you ever guys just scrolled like three hours on social media, just shallowness? 
just frying your brain and you feel unfulfilled. Now, compare that with the feeling of having studied intensely, very intensely, finally cracking the code on something, having a realization. That feeling is a feeling of fulfillment. And even like craftsmen, when you use your hands, when you're doing pottery, for instance, or you change a tire, when you're focused, you feel fulfilled. You're in flow state. So I welcome everybody to tap into deep work. And that is one of the reasons why I got really into binaural beats, which there are these frequencies and it helps you focus. I have a whole playlist. I'm actually going to link my playlist to the show notes as well for these binaural beats. I always play this playlist when I'm studying and it just immediately puts me in a state of deep work. I do want to say one thing about labor though. You may have heard the phrase, do what you love, love what you do. Ideally, you want to do both of those things. And I was talking about this on my stories and it resonated with a lot of you. If I had to choose, I would put love what you do above do what you love. It's very important to have respect for work, all work. There's dignity in labor. No matter what it is you're doing, you need to love it. You need to give it its full respect. No matter what your role is, no matter what you're doing, you need to love it and treat it with respect. On the other side, do what you love. That's called chasing your passions. That's called knowing what your mission is and chasing it. Ideally, in an ideal world, you're going to do both. I have finally found my mission. My mission is to help other people start their businesses and tap into creation. No matter what you are, you can create something. And I want to help facilitate. I helped people start their first websites. I helped people create their funnels, like the first funnels ever on that level with like friends and family. But I've also helped actual businesses already. Businesses who've already found product market fit. They already have clients. They have all this CRMs and stuff. I've helped them systemize and update and optimize their automizations and, and integrations. I can do both of those things. And I feel so fulfilled knowing that I have added to the world because all these people have their own clients. And so I have finally found what I'm good at. I have a skill set and it's something I believe in so deeply because it's creating and I'm tapping into my full creator self. So had I not had that, I would have been my corporate self too. And in my corporate life, I gave full respect to my role because I know people who don't have that job at all, but also in and of itself, working is super dignifying. Working is very dignifying. I don't talk about this too much because I know a lot of men already wake up at this time and they're working very blue collar jobs and I don't like to throw flowers on myself. But when I was living in Hawaii, my client, which was the IRS, they were still honoring East Coast time. So my client wanted me to wake up at East Coast time, which is 9 a.m. And 9 a.m. East Coast is 3 a.m. Hawaii time. So every day that year, 2021, I was waking up at 2.55 a.m. to get ready and, and work. I never complained. I was so thankful that my employer was paying me. There's a whole system of respect here with labor, right? These guys are paying me. They're trusting me. It's not my job. It's my employer who created the opportunity and I'm getting paid for my services. It's a mutual thing. So that's the whole mindset. But now that I'm out of that life and I've created my own business, I'm the one who's creating opportunity and I have to honor that new role I found. And so, yes, I am doing what I love, but first I've learned to love what I'm doing. So if I had to do a hierarchy, I would put love what you're doing above doing what you love. I'm reminded by something Alex Hormozzi said. He said the best games in the world are games with no end. For instance, marriage, you don't win at marriage. There's no finish line. The whole point of marriage is to stay married and you don't win at business either. The whole point of business, the game of business is to stay in business and you can't win at fitness. The whole point is to stay fit. So if you can find a way to tap into that flow state, that deep work and just 
constantly just love the process, love the creating, then you can only win. You understand? That is a mindset where people, A, they're not thankful for the employer that are giving them their actual livelihoods, but B, they're not thankful for themselves, for their abilities. They have the capacity and the opportunity to work. That is beautiful. And there are these two hurdles that I talked at the beginning of the episode, getting to the starting line, like resisting getting to the starting line with the first rule of poverty, waiting for all green lights. And then on the back end, people who keep pushing that finish line further and further, further back for the task that they know that they should finish. They keep procrastinating. I hope those two hurdles are hurdles you can get over. And it's a continual thing. Business is a game that never ends. It's a beautiful game. I hope to see you guys next episode. Check out the book club plus ultra always. Appreciate it, guys. Much love. 